This is an All Ears English podcast, episode 806, Three Ways to Get Fluent When You Live Abroad with Lynn Kashnitz. Welcome to the All Ears English podcast, where you'll finally get real native English conversation and fluency for business and life. We believe in connection, not perfection, when it comes to learning English. Now, here are your hosts, Lindsay McMahon, the English adventurer, and Michelle Kaplan, the New York radio girl, coming to you from Boston and New York City, USA. Today, we meet Lynn from Australia, who lived in Japan as an English teacher for a year. When she was there, she immersed herself in the local culture and learned Japanese. Today, hear her stories and find out why you can learn a language abroad, too. Today we have a guest on the show. Our guest today is from Victoria, Australia. She loves chatting with new people, exploring the outdoors, hiking and cycling, and having a barbecue or a pizza night with friends. She's also a professional English teacher who spent a few years teaching English in Japan. So now let's meet our guest, Lynn Kashnitz. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hey, Lynn, welcome to All Ears English. Thanks for coming on the show today. How you doing? Uh, hi, Lindsay. I'm really good, thanks. Great. We haven't had a guest on the show in a little while, so I'm excited to have you here. And it's funny because you're in Australia. Is that right? That's right. And at the moment, it's winter here in Australia. It's <laughs> ski season and all that sort of thing. Oh, that's so funny. We're in the middle of the summer and some places in the States have had a heat wave and you're in the middle of your winter. It's incredible. Very strange. So where do you live in Australia, Lynn? I live in a small place to the east of Melbourne, which is in Victoria. So Victoria is uh, to the south of Australia, just above Tasmania. Wow. So do you like where you live? Do you love your place where you are? Uh, yeah, it's a fantastic place. It's near the ocean. It's near the mountains. Oh, and sounds it's like got a dream. <laughs> like a little city as well. Oh, sounds like a dream to me. I have an idea that in Australia, things are just very relaxed and laid back. Is that true? I suppose not everywhere. And like I was saying earlier, um, everybody has this image that in yeah. Australia, there's kangaroos jumping down the main street. But, <laughs> and sometimes that can be true. <laughs> <laughs> but not always, not always, right? No, that's <laughs> <Okay>. right. <laughs> All right, great. So Lynn, I'm so excited to talk to you today because you recently lived in Japan. Is that right? That's right. Awesome. I lived in Japan too a long time ago, but your experience is more recent. So we're going to hone in on your experience living in Japan. What did you do there? I was an English teacher in Japan working for an English school. Okay, good, good, excellent. And a lot of our listeners are from Japan or have traveled to Japan, and a lot of our listeners have lived abroad in a different country. So today, Lynn, you're going to give us three tips on is it how to prepare to live abroad? Is that correct? 
Yeah, or some things that you can do to help your language learning while you're living abroad. Okay. All right, let's focus on that. So how can we actually learn languages while we're living in abroad? For example, living abroad, for example, we're living in Europe, maybe we're living in the US, maybe we're living in the UK, who knows? But we want to increase our language skills while we're there. Okay, Lynn, let's just dive into it. So what can we do first? What would be your first tip? Well, my first tip would be to really immerse yourself in the culture. So um, like catching public transport, trying to book places to stay, like book, you know, a night's accommodation, go out to restaurants and enjoy yourself basically. So live like a local, right? Exactly. Okay. And how did you do that in Japan? Did you ever, did you ever go to like a ryokan or a um, hot springs or things like that? Well, I was just thinking of a really funny story about uh, I rang up and booked a ryokan, which is like a traditional Japanese inn uh, for the night, and I used my very small Japanese skills to book book the the, um, night in the ryokan, and I felt really proud of myself. And then a week later, I had a weekend off, so I turned up at the ryokan, and the owner gave me this really strange blank look and I thought, oh, no, what's wrong? And they had no record at all of my booking. (laughs) (laughs) But they were so kind and said, it's okay, here's a room. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, those experiences are so humbling, but that's inevitable when we're living abroad and we are, as you said, immersing ourselves in the culture. But do you feel like you learned a lot about Japanese uh, doing that phone call and also showing up and trying to live like a local? I certainly did, and I I found out that it was yeah, it's just worth giving it a go. <laughs> <laughs> it's so humbling living abroad, isn't it? It is, and I used to I had to use language every day getting to work. I had to catch public transport and um, ask for train tickets or ask for help if I didn't know which station to get off at or where I was going. So always (laughs) using some language. I know. I know what it's like. I know what it's like. What was your Japanese level like before you left for Japan, before you went there? Um, Totally non-existent. Okay. You hadn't studied at all? No, none at all. (laughs) (laughs) And how was it when you left after about a year? Um, So it was a little bit better. Um, i I used to go out to restaurants and cafes and bars and things like that and um, I had to try and read menus. I had to try and make myself understood. So, yeah, there were lots of chances for me to to try to improve it. Awesome. Because you were living like a local. You were out there. You were immersing yourself. That's awesome, Um, Lynn. uh, Yeah. Okay. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Good. So what would be your second tip in terms of how we can improve our language skills when we're actually living abroad? So another really good tip I have is to join a club in the the area that you're living. So Okay, what kind of club? So well, it could be any club, but I joined a, a running club because I oh, cool. enjoy a lot of outdoor things and it was 
it meant that I had to go to different events. I had to read maps and find my way to different places. So, I was, again, I had to, to ask lots of questions and use my little bit of language to, to um, get to these places. So it was a really good way of, of learning a bit more language. Awesome. Awesome. So was this a running club with local people, with Japanese people or with foreigners or a mix or who was in the so club? It was, it was an international running club, but it okay. was probably half um, local people and half people from a variety of other countries. Oh, that's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Wow. Yeah. And you must have been able to see different parts of Tokyo too. Yeah, we yeah we went to different events in yeah different parts in and out of Tokyo, and mm-hmm. uh, and apart from going to events, we'd go out for meals together, and okay. then at the end of it, I was able to return the favor when one of my friends from the club, he was a Japanese person, came to Japan to run in the Melbourne Marathon, oh. and I introduced him to a few Australian things. <laughs> Oh, so cool. So cool. I love meeting people through exercise, right? Because you can build a real bond with people because you're stretching yourself, you're, you're pushing yourself, pushing your goals. Is that right? That's exactly right. <laughs> so cool. Okay. So were you able to speak in Japanese with people as you were jogging or would it be mostly just conversation practice afterwards? Um, while we were running, no, I'm sorry. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I was a bit too puffed. <laughs> <laughs> I know I can hardly have a conversation while I run. <laughs> but yeah, okay, that's great though. Good idea, good tip. So your first tip is immerse yourself in the local culture. Second tip, join yep. a local club. Okay. So yep. Lynn, what would be your third tip for our listeners here who are going to live abroad or or you know, travel abroad? And my third tip is um, a really important one is to take regular language classes at the time. Yeah. I was there. I talk, he didn't exist as far as I know, but I had face-to-face lessons um, once a week and it was just a really nice chance to practice talking and to catch up and have a coffee and just ask all those sorts of questions that you you couldn't ask during the week. So um, check Mm -hmm. out on new vocab or grammar that I didn't understand. Okay. Yeah. Did you take a, like keep a notebook during the week of things that you didn't understand and write them down, bring them to your teacher? Um, yes, I did do that sometimes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's great. And so you studied once a week. What do you think is the ideal number of times per week someone should study? I'd say probably at least twice a week. Once a yeah. week I've found it probably wasn't quite enough for me, but it depends how much time you have, I think. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. And when we go ahead and study and we take our language classes, anything that we should keep in mind when we're looking for a teacher in your mind? Well, I think you need to have a bit of a rapport with the teacher. Something in common is always important so that Mm -hmm. when you're talking to each other, you have something in an interest that you share. Exactly. I love that. Anything else? Um, And also... As the well as the teacher, you want to know what the student is expecting to learn yeah. and what what their expectations are. 
Okay. I love it. I love it. So we have a lot of Japanese listeners who might feel like they could have something in common with you because you did live in Japan for quite a while. And we also have a lot of other listeners from all over the world. So I want to encourage you guys to go over and check out Lynn's profile on italki. Lynn, uh, would you be able to book lessons with our listeners here? Would you have room in your schedule if they approached you on italki? Uh, Yeah, I certainly would. (laughs) Okay. Awesome. Awesome. So guys, uh, well, Lynn, actually, first, would you tell us what kind of classes you offer? Like what kinds of students would you like to work with? So I really enjoy working on people with pronunciation and um, teaching them natural ways of speaking so that they they can just hold a conversation with someone Um, Mm -hmm. and also helping people with tips on travel, whether it be in Australia or other places that they're going to travel and awesome. and also uh, lessons related to jobs and uh, preparing for tests. Okay, so, excellent. Yeah, bit of variety there. <laughs> lots of things, lots of things. So yep. guys, I want to encourage you to go on over and book a lesson with Lynn before she gets busy. I think, you know, the fall is coming and I think your schedule, a lot of teacher schedules are going to start to fill up very soon. Hey, Lynn, we're back. So Lynn, would you let us know how our listeners can find your profile? Where can they go on italki? So my URL, you have to go to... Uh, I'll just another look at that. It's www.italki.com slash teacher slash 37461963. Okay, very cool. Lynn, thank you for coming on the show today. It's been really fun hearing your stories from Japan and your about your life abroad and that kind of thing. And I hope our listeners are motivated to really jump into the culture when they go abroad. Thank you very much. And I hope whether you're living overseas or at home that your language learning experience is lots and lots of fun. Awesome. That's what it's all about, right? That's right. (laughs) All right. Thanks for hanging out today, Lynn. I'll talk to you soon. Take care. Thanks a lot. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to All Ears English. And if you believe in connection, not perfection, follow our show wherever you listen to podcasts to make sure you don't miss anything. See you next time. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.